Hello, mamas. Today is episode five in our hashtag mum life series, and it is a funny, lighthearted version of mum hacks, mum fails, and where our expectations of motherhood and reality is just not quite matching up. So I know you're going to enjoy this one. Enjoy. Hey, mama, I'm sending you wonderful pregnancy vibes. It's time for you to guide you through. Let's take some time for you. It's pregnancy with physiolora. Hello, mamas, and welcome back to the Pregnancy with Physiolora podcast. Today is episode five in our hashtag Mum Life series with the wonderful Jen Butler at Jen Butler Early Parenting on Instagram. If you want to go look her up after you hear about all her amazing mum fails today. Today's episode is a funny, lighthearted episode because I feel like these are the sorts of chats I have with my friends. And again, I think it's good to air it to a wider audience so you don't feel alone. Today, we are chatting about our best mum hacks. So how we be more efficient, you know, how we get stuff done, what we do to, you know, hack motherhood (laughs) in the best way possible. We talk about our mum fails because we've all been there. Maybe you're still pregnant, you haven't had kids yet. Good to hear this now because chances are you will have a mum fail at some stage in your journey and you're going to feel like the worst parent in the world. But when you listen to this episode, you're going to go, oh, okay, Turns out I'm not alone. Everyone has a version of a mum fail at some stage in their life. We're also going to talk about where our reality of motherhood doesn't quite match maybe the expectations that we had or where we thought we would be, what sort of mother we thought we would be. And certainly my expectations and reality is is not quite matching up, which is completely fine. That is just how the cookie crumbles. So I know you're going to love this episode today. Remember, this is episode five. So we've already released four episodes in this series. We've spoken about matrescence sleep, postpartum mental health and juggling business and family life with Jen. So definitely go and check those episodes out when you get a chance. And I thought I would just share today just in real time an example of a mum hack and a mum fail that is recent for me. Um, So a recent mum hack happened this morning. My kids are notoriously slow at getting dressed in the morning. So what I did is we had a race. So I made this big fun game about, right, okay, time is on. We're going to race. Who can get dressed the fastest? Maybe you guys are already doing this, but this was revolutionary to me. We got dressed in 30 seconds flat. The kids were laughing. They were having fun and we got dressed. So hashtag mum hack for the win. And a mum fail, you guys will love this one. I speak about this in the podcast about how my kids are always nude. So we're at the beach on the weekend. Again, kids were nude just for a change. My daughter is semi-toilet trained at the moment. So wasn't wearing a nappy. Decided to do not one, but two dirty poos on the beach in front of people. I was was a bit mortified, to be honest. Like it's one thing to do a beach wee. It's another thing to do a beach poo. Like I was was pretty embarrassed. (laughs) And she's screaming out, mommy, poo. And I was like, oh my God, can you not draw attention to this right now? People don't want to be knowing that they're walking around a kid that's just taken a poo on the sand. Oh my God, can I just crawl into a hole and die? (laughs) However, I reminded myself, it's nothing to be embarrassed about. She's a child. Let's just clean this up and make sure we put a nappy on her ASAP. So... (laughs) 
They are where I'm currently at with my mum hacks and fails. So I know you guys are going to love this episode. And a reminder, if you are sitting there right now thinking any of these things, thinking your pelvic floor is weak and you're wetting yourself, thinking that you've got pelvic or back pain and you don't know how to manage it, thinking that you're not exercising enough and how am I going to go in birth, thinking that I'm not mentally prepared for birth at all, thinking that you're not physically prepared for birth. I invite you to come right now, join me inside my online membership program, The Pregnancy Posse. I cover all of those problems. <laughs> I do not want you thinking that you are not physically well during your pregnancy, especially because I know you are capable of it. And I do not want you walking into birth thinking that you are not mentally or physically prepared for that. I have so many resources on this inside my program, The Pregnancy Posse. Come and chat to me there. I do weekly Q&As. I'm always answering member questions. I do not want you to feel alone or unsupported. So Come and join me, thepregnancybossy.com. You can trial it for seven days. I want to have a chat to you there if you're feeling like you have any concerns in your pregnancy at all, okay? I don't want you to do this alone. But let's keep this light and funny and I know you're going to love it. Let's jump into episode five with my chat with Jen all about mum hacks, mum fails and where our expectations and realities did not quite match up. So enjoy. Let's move on to some light and fluffy stuff. Yes. <laughs> um, now, I want to do this episode for all the first-time mums mm-hmm. who feel like they are a terrible mum because their baby just fell off a couch and they don't <laughs> know anybody else that this has happened to. You and I, we've been through all of the ups and downs. We've been through the fails. We've been through all of this. So how I wanted to divide this episode up into is what are you, you and I, I can't even speak English. Whatever that is meant to be. What are our best hacks for motherhood? I want to share them with all the women because I think that's important. And that's something that we get to have lived through three times. So I think we know what are our most epic motherhood fails? Because I think that is so important to share as well, to be like, you are not alone. This, if it hasn't already happened, it's going to happen. Refer back to this episode. Remember when that happened to Laura and Jen, their babies are fine. They're fine. And what are our like, we said we were going to do this and we didn't, or we said we're going to be this sort of mum and we weren't. So just like smashing those through those expectations. So let's start with hacks. Tell me, Jen Butler, what are your best motherhood hacks to pass on to all the first time mamas out there? hundred percent. I, and like I coming straight out of the newborn period, a lot of it for me was what have we done that has made life easier in this first little bit? So I have got my little notes up because I was like, I don't want to forget all of these. One of the best things that I did early on the hack was dividing the nights into two. So we would uh, like, I would go off to bed early, early. Ryan's always a night owl. And I would just always have some express milk. So he literally did that first feed. And then I wouldn't come in to until the second feed, which, you know, ended up being like 3 or 4 a.m. So I was getting from 9 until 4 a.m. early. Like I'm talking. Amazing. Like first two weeks. Yeah. So, yes, it does require extra, extra preparation. And sometimes my boobs would wake me up and I'd actually have to be pumping before Ryan would say, all right, you've got to come in and feed because I'd be like, oh, my God, my boobs. <laughs> But that was such an important hack for me in those early days. I've got here, um, Ryan always had the job of, 
Oh yeah, no, I was going to say that. Ryan always had the job of the last nap. So that was just like that um, outsourcing, like I guess call it outsourcing, like obviously he's dad too. But instead of, I feel like mum often always is getting that last nap of the day. Like, I'm sorry, not that last nap, but all the naps because it will be feed and then your home, your contact. Whereas I was like, you need to do this from the get-go. So sometimes that would look like basically when he was home from work, he was in charge of those naps. So that just gave me that like, no, you know, that sense of being touched out, like, and I'd be like, I know my limits. And in those early days, that's when I was like, no, I need to actually have someone else do that. And then uh, one of my favorite um, hacks was like, I love sleeping bags, love, love, love them. But anyone who has a little tiny baby, they don't fit very well in them at the start. So I would actually get one of the muslin swaddles and swaddle first and have bub super, super tight, like this little burrito baby. I actually shared this on my Instagram and copped so much flack from people. A little salami. My salami baby. I had, who knew that swaddling wasn't culturally like diverse across the, I thought everyone swaddled. They do not. And I copped so much flack from some people, like there were some Italian families and she, I think she was from Italy because I actually had to put her comment through Google Translate to know what she said, but she called, she said she looks like a slab of salami. So now Georgie gets called salami baby, but she would be in this muslin wrap and she loved being tight. Not all babies like this, mm. but she'd be nice and tight. And then inside the tog sleeping bag for the warmth factor. And that's just like the, you know, the sleep consultant in me knowing, oh, nice, like babies want to be nice and warm and snug You know, that fourth trimester to be able to um to be able to sleep you know and have that good quality sleep so I think like hacks from a newborn perspective that was very much some of my favorite ones that um that I loved and have repeated now with all of the kids I think so what about you Laura love that okay my hacks batch cook don't ever yeah. cook one meal just for one sitting so always cook more than you need to I've, I've always done that, to be honest, but 100% since having kids. Don't waste all that preparation and cleaning up for one meal. Uh, use a slow cooker, winner. Yeah. Like I think that explains itself. And prep at lunchtime. So I never, ever, ever cook dinner at 4 p.m. And if I do, I regret it because yeah. everyone is at their most tired, most needy stage, and you will 100% be a ragey hot mess maybe have a unicorn child. I'm a hundred percent a ragey hot mess if I do it. And I'll kick myself if I don't. So I prep at lunchtime so that at 4 PM when I actually have to cook it, sometimes I even cook at lunchtime and then just reheat it for dinner. Mm, I don't ever cook at dinner time. Doesn't make any sense to me. So that's a hack. I also go to sleep at night when they go to sleep. So what I was saying earlier, like, so you get that full 12 hours of like laying down. And I also wrote on my notes, doing night shifts with your partner. So um, I haven't done this so much recently, but Luca had a really sniffly nose for a couple of weeks, early days. So she was up a lot. And what I needed to know was, so I would do the first half of the night and then I would always say to Jay, if I need you, can I call on you from like, say, 4 a.m. onwards? And so if I'm up at 12 feeling anxious because she's still not sleeping, I just always knew I just need to get to four and then I got a break. So I, mm. it was like the, it helped not just for the four to seven window, but for everything before then, because it helped knowing you've just got to get to four. You've just got to get to four and then someone else is going to take over and you can lie horizontal and she's not your 
responsibility, you know, yeah. so that helped mentally as well. I've also written here, order groceries online and then oh, yes, order 100%. everything online. <laughs> so do not go to the supermarket with children. Don't, don't yeah. add that weight to your already busy list of things you need to do. I don't, I don't go to the shops at all anymore. I order everything. I order meat online. We get organic veggies delivered. We, we order every, if I need presents, I order everything online. I do not get anything. Uh, nothing requires me to get my car, my kid in the car, go to the shops, get them out of the car. It's too much work. So do everything Absolutely. online. And then my final hack was, because I think it's really important to stay connected to your friends. But if you're anything like me, phone calls are a nightmare. Like I'll talk to you in 10 years time, but I can't talk to you now. My kids know when I'm on the phone and they go feral barrel as soon as I get on the phone. <laughs> Just doesn't work. So I do audio messages to connect with my friends because text message is hard as well. Not very personal, hard to interpret tone. So whenever I get a chance, I just jump on an audio message. And I'm like, hey, Jen, how are you going? Tell me all about life, blah, blah, blah. This is what I'm doing. And you then get their response and you can listen to it in your own time. And it feels like you're having a phone conversation. So that's a massive hack of mine. I'm loving connecting via voice message. So now, good. tell me, Jen, what are your mum fails? Like, tell me, be super raw, oh super honest. God. Tell me all about it. These were way too easy to you had a long um, list. go through. So the most, and like these ones too, like um, some of the most recent ones. So Ted and Max love to get on Snapchat. I've got Snapchat. I love a bit of Snapchat and they love doing funny faces. So it's always, can I do funny faces? And they save them in the library. So I, I love going through and flicking through them because they actually give me a good laugh at the end of the day. And I'm flicking through it and the boys have this cat running down the grocery on the Snapchat filter. And they're like, what the F? Like literally, um, I won't swear on the product, but it's like, what the F? What the F? We're going too quick. I was like, oh my God. Old sweary Mary that, over here. That must have been Ryan for sure. Yeah. Oh, I would <laughs> never swear. Oh my God. Sweary Mary. <laughs> so I've got that one. This one, oh God, this killed me. I was, this is where I was almost that rock bottom that I was talking about. I was so busy. I was responding to emails. And we got to, it was about three o'clock and Ted had been at home and Ted's like, mommy, can I have some lunch now? And I'd forgotten to feed him lunch. And I felt horrible. I felt that that was like, it's those moments where I was like, holy hell, I've forgotten to feed my poor kid. Mind you, Ted's a terrible eater at the best of time. So, you know, don't worry. Like, he, it's not like he was starving, but still, I just thought, oh my God, parenting fail. <laughs> this one is hilarious. So I'm going to appreciate this. So you know how kids like to follow you around to the toilet? Yeah. I was um, pregnant. So this was the day before I went into labor with Georgie and Ted came to the toilet with me and I sat down the loo and I bloody lost my mucus plug. And, and Ted's like, what's that, mummy? And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I should have just swapped. <laughs> we tried so hard. <laughs> I know. I tried. I did so well. And I was like, I, I, like I'm really into being honest. I was like, oh, you know, when mommy's pregnant, like when the baby's nearly going to come, you know, and I was just really authentic and like honest. Yeah. Well, off he went to daycare and bloody told everyone that <laughs> mommy had lost her mucus plug and so everyone like carol carol our local daycare live in this tiny town so everyone knows one another 
She's like, oh, I think the baby's not too far away, Jen. And she was dead right because Georgie arrived the next day. Oh, <laughs> there's, no, there's no privacy anymore, is no there? No privacy. Um, the other one, the final one I'll say too is, okay, I like Ted loves to do his own baking. He loves to cook. He loves, and, you know, this, this is going to link in with another thing we're going to talk about soon. But I often just like, I'm like, yep, you know what? I'll deal with the, less, the mess later. You bake, son. And so off I am busy with Georgie doing my thing. And then I'm sitting there and I was like playing with the kids. I was like, oh, I can smell burning. So Ted had gone and turned on the oven and put his baking into the oven and it is crisp black, like oh, smoke no. just bellowing through the house. So, oh. yeah. Some... God you didn't leave the house. I know, I know. And oh we've since God. had a big talk and said, mate, I know you're doing your baking, but you mm-hmm. can't put things in the oven without, you cannot touch the oven without mummy and daddy. Was it actual food or was it? Oh, it's it's like, it's flour. He puts in baking powder. There's egg, like, it, it could it's be. not like owl foil. No, it could be the basis of a cake without the right yeah, yeah. rations, yeah, yeah. basically. It's not edible. But it's, it's not edible. Like- I don't recommend eating Ted's creations. No, no. <laughs> so good. So I find a lot of my first time mum friends have messaged me to be like, um, Laura, has your child also fallen off a high surface? Because I'm feeling like so riddled with guilt right now. So I'm just going to put this out there for everyone. Yes, all my children have fallen off a high surface at some stage. Same. In or actually, Luca, not yet. Touch wood. Yeah. Hopefully not today. Georgie not yet. <laughs> Georgie, not yet, but same. Yes. So I think it's very normal. I've done a podcast with Edwina from Birth Beat. You can go back and check that about falls. But often it is. They have started rolling before you realize they can roll. So you've left them somewhere because you're like, yeah, they don't move. They're a little pudding. They're a blob. All of a sudden, they know how to roll. So we were in Hawaii. Mussy fell off a couch onto a concrete floor, freaked me out. He like full went white. He vomited. I was crying. It was disgusting. By the time Pia rolled off a couch, I was like, oh, yeah, sweet. It wasn't double her head height, so she'll be right. <laughs> so- <laughs> Again, go listen to the actual first aid series. Don't take my word for it. But yes, my kid has fallen off a couch. I have, I've had every friend I know's kid has fallen off a height that they are not proud of and they feel like they should have been supervising them. It's not the first time it's happened. You are still a good mum. My son, when he was crawling age, was on a nature strip, crawling around. I was just chatting as you do, busy doing my own thing. I looked down, I'm like, Mussy, what are you eating? There's this stuff like out the side of his mouth. He ate a half-chewed cigarette butt. Not off someone I know, off a stranger's mouth. A stranger's mouth was on this cigarette butt in oh. my son's mouth. Oh, like how disgusting is that? Oh, my God. So, yeah, that's happened. We've all been there. Yep. Mussy, I, I feel like it's always the first child. Like when I was writing I this list, I was like, it's always, you make all your mistakes on him. But he has, <laughs> in context, so like equal parts horrified, equal parts proud, said, for F's sake, when he's frustrated and I'm like, okay, I can't even, my husband doesn't swear. So um, that's 100% my fault. That's on um, me. Great context. That is the perfect use of that <laughs> phrase, Mussy. But um, sweetie, we don't say that at our house. Well, mummy does, but it's not for kids to say. <laughs> that's what I had to explain to the boys. I know sometimes mummy and daddy swear. <laughs> But it's not for kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it won't be the first time you've heard that. Um, and then the final one I wrote is not me, but it was my dad. Back in the day when we did cloth nappies, he was 
doing the nappy up on me and I'm crying and I'm crying. And mom's like, what's going on with Laura? And dad's like, oh, I don't know, baby. She's just crying. Like, I don't know. He had pinned the cloth <gasps> nappy to my skin. <laughs> and, oh, I think once he realized he felt so bad. But there you go, guys. Whatever you just did that makes you feel like a bad parent, oh. my dad safety pinned a cloth nappy to my skin. <laughs> Beat that. <laughs> so I uh, actually just like saying that the old um baby nail clippers and you clip Ooh, their skin and they yes. start bleeding. I did that literally. I've done it like so many times on Georgie. I don't, yep. I'm never going to be a manicurist, put it that yep. way. <laughs> oh my that. God, there's so many. <laughs> yeah, to round out this episode, I'm sure we're making everyone feel so much better about themselves. Mm-hmm. But tell me, Jen, what are the things that you never thought you would do as a mum or be as a mum? Like, let's just bust through all those expectations you had before you became a mum. Oh my gosh. I, I, I've got so many, but it's like the, I, I'm a terrible, like I'm not the arty, arty crafty mum. And Same. I always thought I would be. And so like, you know, so I used to wear a lot of guilt about that, but so like I always thought we'd have the sensory play crafts. I never bloody do that. I rarely do that. Um, so there's that. So never thought I'd be that. I always thought, yeah, there'll be no TV before two. I'm going to nurture my children's brains with no digital hells to the no. Those kids, like they watch, like I have limits, but some days there's been some days where I'm like, you're having a full TV day. And you know what, they're going to survive and they can read quite well so far. So I'm okay with that. I thought I'd do so much more like, you know, going off to play groups and going off to do this. I mean, granted that, you know, COVID lockdown hasn't really helped, but even before that, that's not even an excuse. I rarely did that stuff. I just find it like exhausting and, you know, too much effort. (laughs) Ted often is in pajamas all day all day that kid is so resistant against getting dressed yeah. and so unless we have to go somewhere he will stay in his jammies all day <laughs> love it <laughs> um i've got here so like you're talking before about mealing like you get to that 4 p.m and you haven't got a meal that happens to me way too often and i'll be like oh my god what am i going to do so the kids often eat 40 second rice you know that you chuck in there tin of canned tuna they love it. Some frozen winner, winner. vegetables. Bang. Winner, winner, tuna dinner. Love winner, it. winner, tuna dinner. <laughs> favorite. It's, I actually think it's their favorite dinner. Really? So that's my go-to. And that's like, I never, I always thought I'd have these beautiful, like, it just comes down to lack of organization and the mess. I always thought I like, I've always been such a clean freak, not a clean freak, but I've always really loved a clean house and I let so much go and I never thought and and I'm I'm happy I do that like Ted doing his baking I'm like there's flour there's crap everywhere but he's entertained he's happy I'm happy the mess can wait like we'll clean that up so these are all things like you picture yourself and then yeah you change so much when you're actually in it. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. This is really going to help women, I think. Because again, when you don't meet that expectation, you're like, oh, I really thought I was going to be that mum. I, I, the art thing, I am my worst version of being a mum when I do arts and crafts. I am like a fire breathing dragon. I'm like, don't do it like that. Do not put the paint over there. <laughs> it's not fun for anyone. So I outsource that. I'm like, daycare can do that. Your aunt can do that. Mummy doesn't do arts anymore. <laughs> nope. <laughs> so my list was my kids are nude 80% of the time 
And I used to judge hard. I was like, just dress your damn kids. How hard is it to put clothes on them? And I'm sorry for all the visitors come to my house. There is often some sort of private bits just being thrown in your face because my kids <laughs> never have clothes on. It is not me. I, I dress them every day. I truly do. And they will slowly, bit by bit, take their clothes off. <laughs> by the end of the day, everyone is nude, except Luca, because she doesn't yet understand how to. Yes, be at the she park, will be. There'll be a puddle. Most normal kids just run through the puddle in their clothes. No, no, no. My kids stroop down <laughs> through the I look at people. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Because, you know, people are a bit funny about kids. And I know. Stuff. And I'm like, I'm not even, I don't ask them to get nude. I I want them to be dressed in public, but I cannot control it. So that's something that I never thought I would have the nude kids. I have the nude kids. We're, our neighbours joke with us all the time. They're like, oh, Massey and Pia, nude again. <laughs> <laughs> Little nudie reddits. And even when, this is my second point, even when they are dressed, mate, they look wild a lot of the time. So I thought that I would dress my kids really nicely and that, you know, like they've got so many beautiful clothes and my kids wear pretty much the same outfits on repeat. We got whole, Pia this morning, my husband's a bad culprit for this. Pia this morning for daycare had a hole in her bum, (laughs) in the leggings on her bum. That was a line for me. My husband's like, oh, well. The pants are st- they still fit, you know? Like I was like, no, hun. I changed it. I was like, you're sending her to daycare. Like people are gonna think that we don't care about our kids. Like give her pants with the bum intact. <laughs> so yeah, my kids are never like they will wear, you know, clashing colors. They'll be in like a fluoro kermit green, and then like burnt orange tracksuit pants. Like it doesn't work. They don't look that nice. But you know what? They're happy. It's They're functional. Happy. I don't care. You know, like that ties into my next point. My daughter hates me brushing her hair. So she looks like an unloved person a lot of the time. It looks like this wild child. I have no say in it. I'm sorry, guys. I'd love to be able to braid her hair. She won't let me come near her. So I just pick my battles. Again, I used to judge hard. Like if I saw kids with unbrushed hair, I was like, how hard is it to just make your child look respectable? I was so judgmental before I became a mum. Now I look at it and I'm like, yeah, you picked your battles this morning. Mm, I get you, sister. <laughs> and then my final one was I said I would never lie to my kids. And 99% of the time, I'm very honest with them. I, I don't, you know, protect them, I guess. Like I tell them, you know, really truthfully, However, if I'm eating chocolate that is mummy chocolate that I do not want to share with my kids and they pick up and they go, oh, mummy, what are you eating? And I will lie to them and I will say, oh, it's something spicy. You won't like it. Or I'll say, oh, just some vegetables or <laughs> and I hate myself. But I also I'm like, I am not sharing that expensive oh chocolate God. with you. <laughs> I have so many white lies. Sorry, the park's closed. Oh, no, the supermarket's closed now. Um, yes. <laughs> well, so actually, many I white lies. I, I said 99% of the time. It's probably lower. The other day they were trying to walk in an area of the beach. I didn't want them to walk because I wanted to watch the surfing and I didn't want to have to go follow them. So I said, no, you can't go there. There's snakes. And I'm pretty <laughs> sure there's no snakes there. So, yeah, actually I lie more than I give myself credit. I was going to say, I was like, I do it daily. Daily. Love it so much. Hi, ladies. I hope that episode gave you at least a few laughs or at least help you feel a little less alone in your motherhood journey. If you resonated maybe with some of our fails and, you know, ways to go about motherhood, um, we're very honest, uh, obviously, as you can tell. 
And we all have our moments in motherhood, but I think it's just so nice to know you are never alone. I think that's really, really important. So I would absolutely love to hear from you over on my socials at Physio Laura and let me know your best mum hacks, your worst mum fails and where the reality of your motherhood did not match your expectations. Because let's be honest, we were all a little bit judgy, weren't we? Before we became a mum, we were all just that little bit judgy about other mums and what they did with their kids. Like, surely I'm not alone. I was a bit judgy. And then I became a mum and I was like, oh, I get it now. I get why you pick your battles, why your kids are doing a wee over there and why they never have clothes on and why their hair is not brushed and why they're wearing random non-matching outfits. I get it. It's You pick your battles. You are doing what you need to do to foster their independence and their uniqueness while also staying sane. <laughs> I get it. So come and chat to me over at Physio Laura and let me know your best mum hacks and fails. I, I absolutely love hearing from them. It's so nice to have that community of women and know we're not alone. If you want workouts, education and great pelvic floor reminders, I invite you to come and join me and hundreds of other pregnant women inside my online membership, The Pregnancy Posse. Let's stay fit together, ladies. Let's have strong pelvic floors together. Let's make sure that we are in the best possible position for birth and postpartum recovery together. It's not a big time commitment. The workouts are 10 to 15 minutes long. I know you all have time for that. You can't not have time for that. Let's be honest. We need to look after our physical body. Pregnancy changes us so much. and We need to nurture it with pregnancy safe exercise. They're not hard. They're low impact. They're designed exactly for the week of pregnancy you're in. So if you're sitting there right now going, hmm, you know what? I haven't really been exercising very much in this pregnancy. I probably should do something about it. I invite you, come over thepregnancyposter.com. Come and chat with me. Ask me all your questions. Come and do some fun workouts together seven-day trial, you can come and trial it and see what it feels like to start moving your body again. So I do invite you to come over there and um, try it out. Now, I will catch you soon for episode six in this series, which is the final episode where Jen and I chat all about the advice that we would give to ourselves as first-time mums it's, it's a bit of funny, it's a bit of light, it's a bit of serious and deep, but it's essentially just like a book of our best advice. And I know this one's going to be great. So this one's going to be a goodie to share with all of your pregnant mama friends. So make sure you subscribe to the Pregnancy with Physio Laura podcast if you haven't already, so that you do not miss out on this episode. It's going to be a goodie to round out this series. So mamas, wherever you are right now, I hope you are smiling. I hope you are feeling good. I hope your cup is full and I will see you soon for episode six. Have a wonderful day. Bye.